So I actually want to read this to you. I, I read, I read my journal to my clients all the time, like just so they know like the truth. So I think the thought that's going to get me to where I want to be is I trust myself. And that was inspired by this journal entry where I, I wrote to myself or I wrote to God. Um, I trust myself with a lot of money. I trust myself with opportunities. I trust myself to make hard decisions. And I think that's going to get me there. My name is Kat Del Carmen. I'm a wife, mama, and business coach to badass women. Here's the thing. So many of us were raised to believe that a college degree and a nine to five job is the only road to success. I'm here to tell you it's not. On this show, we're going to keep it real. I'm going to challenge you to think differently, take action before you're ready and show up as your future self. We'll talk about business, growth, mindset, and the tough stuff in life. My guests will inspire you and give you insight to what is possible. So if you want to start an online business, I'm here to teach you. Welcome to the Follow That Fear podcast. What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Follow That Fear podcast. I'm so grateful you are here today. I'm really pumped about today's episode because it's actually a recording of a podcast episode I recorded a couple weeks back with Cheryl Lau. Cheryl Lau is a side hustle coach, and she has a podcast called The Side Hustle Club Podcast, which I highly, highly recommend. Go check that out and subscribe. But today's episode, I'm sharing the episode that we did together. I'm talking about not only how I created 73K in four months, but what I really loved about this episode is that Cheryl is a really, really, really great podcast host, and she asked some really great questions. I wanted you to have access to this episode as well. So I hope you enjoy it. We will get right into it. Let me know what you think. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Salsa Club podcast. Today, we have the one and only, the badass Kat Del Carmen, and I'm a huge fan of her podcast, which is called the Follow That Fear podcast, which actually, it to me, it really gives you that kick in your butt, kick under your butt to start showing up in your business and also really start developing that, that self-trust and self-belief in yourself as a coach, which is why I really love her podcast and her content. I'm super excited for this conversation, so let's get started with some introductions. Kat, could you please introduce yourself and tell us about who you are and what you do? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You are a badass too. And I just am so appreciative that you're having me on the show. So my name is Kat or Catalina, Catalina, whatever you prefer. And I am a business coach and the host of the Follow That Fear podcast. Um, I really, really quickly, I'll just give you a little snippet of like how this all started for me in a very short period of time. <laughs> I, um, I started all this by starting my podcast. I really wanted to share my voice and I started Follow That Fear podcast because I really wanted to step into my space, a space to find my own voice. And that's what I decided to do. I did it so imperfectly, Cheryl, like so imperfectly. My first three episodes of my podcast, I didn't even edit because I knew it was going to get in the way of me publishing them. So I purposefully was like, nothing is getting in your way 
than publishing this podcast every single week. And what it turned into was this like self project that slowly but surely turned into a coaching business. And that is how I've kind of like built everything was built on this podcast of me exercising my voice. Um, and this is why I just, I love podcasts and I'm so grateful to be here. Incredible. Well, actually, before we get into the first question, I'm very curious to know what were those first three episodes? Because I've checked out your more recent ones and I know you've been doing it for over a year now. What were the first three or so episodes about? Yeah. So I don't remember all of them, but I will say one of them was like limiting beliefs to leave in 2019. (laughs) Yeah. Like three. And I think I talked about money beliefs and I forget what else I talked about. And then I think one of the episodes was also called starting before you're ready. I was really passionate about just like messy action. Like the whole thing was messy action. And it was, it was the journey of a lifetime because I got to exercise my voice. And if you listen to the beginning episodes, I mean, there are episodes where I'm like, Hey guys, like, I really want to start a business. Come join me on this journey. I don't know what it's going to turn into. And I like say it. So I think the main lessons for, especially as the, from the beginning of the show are like, it's okay to just share your journey and be imperfect. And we don't have to be the expert. We don't have to be the best. We can literally just show up and we could figure it out as we go. And that's allowed. Do you ever go back to your first pieces of podcast content or Instagram content or whatever content you're creating? And then you just think, wow, I am so glad I did that. Yes, I recently did. And I like giggled and chuckled at the advice I was given. Um, but yeah, I'm so proud of that cat, you know, like I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way. Like I'm just so proud that I decided to every time, like it was a decision every single time you show up. And yeah, I am proud of that. Like I look back at her and I'm like, you go girl. <laughs> And I think so many people, they see you now and they're like, I want to be like that cat, this cat right now. But they don't take the time to remember that, oh, cat wasn't at this stage the entire time. Like she started out like a year in late 2019, I'm assuming. And she had those three kind of maybe awkward episodes. And it was probably pretty awkward for a few months afterwards. Yeah, I was going to say, it wasn't the first three. (laughs) People forget that Kat wasn't always like that, right? But that version of Kat back then, if it wasn't for her back then, you wouldn't be here today. And that is that is a reminder that I think everyone needs to hear. But anyways, let's dive right into it. 73K in four months. Let's start here. Let me repeat that again for the audience. 73K in four months. Wow. First of all, congratulations. Second of all, what do you think are the biggest misconceptions that people might have about about how you made that 73K in four months? Let's start there. I mean, when people just look at these shiny 73K, 50K, whatever other case you've hit so far, they're going to have a lot of assumptions, I'm assuming. So what do you think the biggest misconceptions are when they just look at your achievements? Yeah, I think that one of the biggest misconceptions is that I worked to the bone to get here. (laughs) And that's just like literally the opposite. 
Um, I, and here's the thing. I feel actually really bad saying this because I'm, I'm doing a lot of unlearning right now because I've hit these really enormous milestones and I've learned that I have a real problem with making this much money without working myself to death. Um, I spent 2020 working myself to the bone. Cheryl, I, when I tell you, I worked so hard last year. Like I, I've just never, ever worked that hard. And I did, I worked even when I needed a rest and I worked even when I needed a break and it wasn't healthy. I hated it. And the beginning of my business started because the way it started was because I was just putting so much effort and I was seeing such little dollars come out of it. And in December, I really took a step back because I almost gave up. Like I almost decided if this is what being an entrepreneur is, I kind of don't want in. Like, I don't even want to do it if I have to work this hard. Like, what's the point? So in December, I did so much inner work and I really knew I had to make some decisions about where my energy was going to go. And one of them was simplifying everything. One of them was like, okay, Kat, officially, you're going to stop obsessing over your content. Officially, you're going to stop obsessing over graphics. Officially, you're going to stop like showing up when you don't feel like showing up. Like officially, you're going to have to learn how to rest. And I had to like really draw a line in the sand and make like be disciplined to simplify. And it changed my life. Like it, it, it changed everything for me. But there was so much discipline because I'm naturally such a hard worker. And now I'm like the biggest misconception is that I've worked myself to the bone because the honest truth is I've never felt more freaking balanced in my life, like ever. It's wild to me. Um, but I spend time with my toddler every weekend. I barely work on weekends. I barely work. I like hang out with my husband and my kid. This is what we do. And I work three days a week. And those three days I have my coaching calls and I, on Mondays, I mean, my schedule's actually in the middle of changing right now, but for most of the year, and it, and it's only May, I guess when this is going to go out, um, for most of the year, I've worked three days a week and Monday I have off for admin and my calls are on um, Wednesday and Friday. That is amazing. So I guess you maybe you hit a point in your business where it's just like, you know what, I have to change something. I have to simplify. But was there a specific shift? Like what clicked inside you? Like what was that shift in perspective or thought that made you decide, you know what, like I, I will commit to the simplifying thing and I will take a step back? Yeah, I think there was two two thoughts or mind sh- mindset shifts that really led to that. One is I had felt like I tried every strategy. Like I had, I invested 10K plus in myself in 2020. And I, I like at one point I was like, there's no other course I can buy that's going to like answer all my questions. Like I, I have everything. And the way, so my coaching business started with my first I guess this was my second offer, but it was like the first time I showed up like a coach. 
for that offer, it was a podcast marketing course and it was a, a mini course and I sold it for like, I forget the price. It was like 300, 400 bucks, maybe 200 bucks. I forget. And that was the first course I showed up in. And I was super proud of myself because I did a pre-launch, a during launch, post-launch, got on stories, like did all the things that I thought you were supposed to do. And I realized during that launch and that, that product that I know so much more than I gave myself credit for. Like I was just naturally showing up as like a digital marketer because I had been, <laughs> I've listened to like every Amy Porterfield podcast basically that she's ever made. <laughs> so I realized then that I was like, okay, I actually need to give myself more credit because like I naturally knew what to do. And I had friends and folks in the space that were very confused of what next steps to do. And I was like, oh, wow, like I already know all this. So that was like the first level of like, I know, I kind of know what I'm doing. Second time around, it was a group coaching program. Both of these products, both of these programs felt very forced. And when I say forced, I mean, I just felt like if I was, I was afraid to lose momentum. And so I literally launched a course that I created in one month, by the way, as a stay-at-home mom. So all of the working was before 7 a.m. and after 8 p.m. The second group program felt very forced, but I did in November. Everything was imperfect. I just started talking about a program, whatever, showed up, worked really hard, did my had my first sales calls ever. And it was after that when I realized like all the strategy in the world is not going to give me the answer I want. And that was when I was super exhausted. I was tired. I felt like I, I know how to launch properly. I know how to do everything properly. I know how to create a sales page. I know how to do a website. I know how to do all these things in my, even my past before that I have done YouTube. I have a podcast. I have all these things. And like, I just was like, what else can I add to this? that is going to fix this working super hard problem. And I realized like there was a moment. And I, I mean, this is also the time when I, you know, got, I invested in a coach and I really started thinking about my business differently. And I was like, okay, the only thing I'm resisting right now is working on my mindset because I just assumed like, Oh no, 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 no. It's not mindset stuff. Like I, I have, I have a really good mindset because I'm a super positive person. And I, I really just had to look in the mirror. Like, I don't know what exactly clicked, but I, I remember feeling like I know for sure that there's no strategy that's going to help me pass this because I know how to do a lot of shit. I know how to do that stuff. So that was one, that, that was one thing that triggered me to really focus on my mindset was I know for sure that no strategy is going to help me now to help me work less, to help me feel less exhausted. And then one more thing that guided me into the next year, and this was more January, but in December, I really marinated on the thought um, that DL gave me, or I heard somewhere um, that everybody wants to work with me. I don't know where I heard it. Maybe it was DL or Stacey Bayman or like somebody, but somebody said, everybody wants to work with me. And when I heard that, I held on to that thought and I decided to start believing it in December when I had one client, I had one one-on-one -on -one, and I, I had a group program that I had just wrapped up. 
I just decided to believe everyone wanted to work with me. And I almost, I almost envisioned like a pot bubbling and it was just like there, people are bubbling to work with me. There's like so many people that want to work with me. And I, I don't know, like I, I, those two concepts and thoughts really helped me get through December. And I, I think have a lot to do with my results. I have so much to say in response to what you just shared. So first of all, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, first, for the audience, for some quick context, uh, Kat and I met through um, our coach, D.L. Sharon. So just for some context, um, I love when you mentioned that one thought that you just clung on to and believed in. Because for me, that was it was a different thought that I believed in. The thought that really clicked in my head was things are working. I don't know why. I don't know why that thought just it just it was the one thought for me. And that was when I first started hitting 10K months after that one thought just like marinated in my brain. And I just really believed in it with like all my heart, even though it was even, even though, you know, when you're soft launching your one to one programs, it can be kind of quiet sometimes. But I just kept on believing that, you know, my content's working. My content is good. I know that I mean what I say. I believe in it. And I believe in myself as a coach. And then people would just start messaging me at the end of the month and it would just be repeating over and over again. But that belief work is so important. And a lot of people don't believe it. They don't believe that's their mindset. That's equally, if not more important than a strategy. So to anyone who might be listening to this podcast right now, and they're listening to all the Amy Porterfield podcasts every single episode, what would you say to them? There's another way to do business. There is another way to do business. And it doesn't have to involve all the bells and whistles. Like I've made the most, I, I mean, I've made the most, not the, I guess, yeah, it is the most money I've ever made in terms of time. Cause like my last job was a six figure job, but like I wasn't making 73K in four months. Um, there's another way to do business and it doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be like, yeah, it doesn't have to be all the bells and whistles. Um, I've gotten here because I decided to put my head down and focus on the basics. And then when after my first 10K month or 12K month, I decided to do the same thing, put my head down and focus on the basics, 15K month. After that, I decided to put my head down and focus on the basics, 17K month, put my head down. Like I am a hundred percent deciding to, and this is why simplicity was my word of the year. And I keep going back to that because every time my brain tells me to like, oh, it's time to do something different. You should make another offer. Maybe do this, maybe do that. And I'm like, wait, wait, no, this is working. This is working. So there's another way to do business and it doesn't include a fancy website, sales page, whatever. I mean, if you have one, great. Like, I'm not dissing that at all. It's beautiful. But if you don't have it, you don't need it right now. I love that. And I think, you know, for you and me, our, our basics, because I'm a believer in basics as well. But I think you and I both have a different version of doing the basics. It may, it may be similar and overlapping here and there, but it's, it's overall probably a little different as well. And I really like that you mentioned doing the basics because a lot of people will, as soon as maybe they get, I think there's two scenarios. Number one is they may start seeing some results and then they spin out and they feel like they need to do more or they're not seeing any results and they feel like, oh my gosh, I need to do more or do things differently. When in fact, they just really haven't 
I feel like there's two things that happen. Number one is they haven't given it enough time to develop that belief and confidence in what they're doing. And as a result, people are just like, is she really serious? Is she not? And people aren't really seeing that, you know what, this person is a serious coach and she's serious business. So they, as a result, they don't reach out and DM you or whatever or apply to your program. But I think another thing that happens is that um, that mindset piece that you don't even have that confidence and belief work locked in in the first place because that energy piece is so important. People need to see that, you know what, like not only do you know what you're talking about, but you mean what you say. And it's important, you know, knowing what you're doing and having that belief both go hand in hand. So I think a lot of people don't give themselves that time to do the mindset work and to give it time for things to run its course and start working. So I really love that you mentioned doing the basics because the basics work and they work and they're called the basics for a reason, right? They work. They really, really do work. And I think you're a hundred percent right with that. Like I think our brains will immediately want us to do different things, even when we've gotten the result that we've gotten. And the truth is that like, we have to be disciplined enough to just do what is working and to believe that at the, exactly what you said, that it is working. Just believe that things are working for you. Believe that the results you're bringing in, you can double that. You can do it again and you can do it again. Because I'll tell you what, even after 10K months, those beliefs aren't, I mean, those thoughts aren't going anywhere. Like you're still going to have those thoughts. I mean, I had... My, I guess my second biggest month now, um, in March and in March, I literally had thoughts about like, this is all a fluke. I'm never going to be able to repeat it. This is ridiculous. Like you don't know what you're talking about anymore. La, la, la. Like I was spinning out in March and then it may- became my biggest month ever. Then April came biggest month ever. I, I don't know. It's, I also think it's crazy, <laughs> but the truth is that it's possible. Like it's just possible. It is possible. And you are clearly an example of what's possible for all of us. So first of all, thank you for being an example of what's possible. And now I'm actually very curious to know, you know, how has coaching, whether it's you being coach or you being a coach, how has coaching changed your life? I'm very curious to know what your thoughts are on that. I am such a fan of coaching. Like I... I really believe we need more coaches. I really believe in coaching and I'm like, I'm the biggest freaking fan because it's really, really changed my life. Um, A lot of what my mission is now is to help more women of color make more money as coaches and to really become coaches. Um, Because I remember struggling to find a coach and The reason I even started my podcast originally is because I was listening to so many podcasts about digital marketing and so many of them were led by white women. And I was super grateful to these women, right? But I was like, who is teaching my community about this? Like, I know my community is not going to look at a podcast with Jenna Kutcher in the front and want to listen to it. That's just the truth. Some people in my community might, but my cousins, my friends, like, nah. They're not, they don't want to take advice from folks who look like that. And that's just the truth. So the reason I started my podcast was to create the space for at least people that like look like me, people that talk like me, people that cared about the things that I cared about, like my family. And what that's turned into is me being a coach that helps women like me build 
coaching businesses and really get their first four-figure offer. I've realized so many of my clients are are nervous about that four-figure offer. And now like that's so tied into my mission and making sure there are more and more women of color coaches making more money. Tell us more about that. Tell us more about this mission because I know you, you've clearly alluded to it so far in the conversation, but tell us more about what led you to develop this mission in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So it did start from like the podcast stuff because that is how my entire journey started. Um, I remember there was a time last year, uh, when I started putting out different programs and like testing out different offers where I really struggled with my niche. And I remember I really wanted to say I supported women of color, but I never actually did it because I didn't want to like exclude anyone. Then I was like, do I only want to help Latinas? Do I only want to help the, you know, I, I just didn't know. So I made the decision to not like, not say that. And I just decided to show up fully as myself. And what I quickly realized is that like, and I, I talk about this with my clients all the time. It's like, you are your niche. Like the more you can show up as yourself, your people will gravitate towards you. And it doesn't really matter what they look like because they like, they're going to align with you, your values, your type of coaching, and they're going to want to be in your energy. And now why my mission is so strong about helping women of color, because I really struggled finding a coach. Like I struggled finding a coach when I wanted one. I remember, so I had my first one-on-one business coach in July, maybe of last, um, of last year, June or July, I forget what month it was. And, um, her name's Mariela de la Mora and she's amazing. And she was my first business coach. But I remember before that I had such a hard time finding a coach and I just didn't want to work with coaches that I didn't like, that didn't understand me and my values. Like that's just the truth. And at that time I couldn't find coaches that I could align with until I met her. And then after that, it was DL. And here's the thing. I wanted that. So I wanted to have a coach so bad and it was so hard to find. So now I really envision all of these women looking for coaches. And I imagine all the women in my community, in your community, like think about all these people who are like, I want to be a coach. I've always been this type of person and they can't find a coach that they resonate with. That shit breaks my heart. And that's why I feel like we have, I have an obligation to just show up because when I look at like all the clients I work with, I mean, my heart is so, so full because all of them are like, they're amazing people. Like they're people I look up to. They're people that are game changers and we need more of that. Like we need more and more and more coaches in this world. Um, yeah, I believe that because it's really, really changed my life. When you shared that just now, the not just energy, but also the conviction and what you said is so clear. And I think that's why your clients and your audience are your clients and your audience for that reason, because you just have that full belief in what you do and you mean it. Like you genuinely mean it. Even just from listening to you on the Zoom call, I can feel it. I can feel that you mean it and your energy is backing what you're saying. And I think a reason why a lot of 
coaches who may not be getting the clients, the number of clients that they want or hitting their income goals is because they don't mean it. Like they, they just don't mean what they say. And I think for you, because not only have you been there, that's your lived experience and it's your honest perspectives and opinions, but like that energy, you just really mean what you say. And I think that's what separates a lot of the coaches who are killing it and the ones who are just kind of like trying to scratch, scratch the surface and trying to get by. Yeah. Um, so I really love that you said it with so much clarity, conviction, and just meaning and purpose behind your, your mission. So thank you so much for, for doing thank what you do. You. I also, can I add one more thing? I think a big part of, obviously I love coaching and obviously it's made such an impact in my life. But one decision I made going into this year as well was really deciding to become a good coach and really trusting that all I needed to do is coach people to become a better coach. So I have to sell. I have to make offers. I have to get out there and do the work because I want to become a good coach. And I wanted to become a good coach more than I wanted to make money. Like money was second. Like I going into 2021, I knew I knew how to make money, even if it was a little bit. <laughs> I was like, I know how to make a thousand dollars, maybe, you know, like I trusted that. But I really went into the year keeping things simple, working on the basics and really deciding that like, I just want to become a good coach and maybe next year I'll, I'll go ham and do all these crazy things. But this year I want to just decide to become a really good coach. And I'm still on that. Like that's still my focus now. Like even going into next month, like my goals, my actual monetary goal for January to May, I did this in January. I wrote this down in January. It was 9K every month. That, I mean, that's a lot of money. Um, but that is what I decided. And I purposely did that because I didn't want to try to beat my goal every month. Like that didn't seem fun to me. Like that sounded very, like a lot of anxiety. <laughs> so I, I really wanted to become a good coach. I still want to become a good coach. And like, I'm really fascinated with doing that work too. Ooh, that got me thinking. What does the best coach version of you look like? What what would she be doing? What would she be saying? What would she, yeah, what would that look like to you? I'm very curious to know. Yeah, that's such a good, good question. I have thought about her. <laughs> I think the best coach version of myself is someone who really, really can be completely present with the person that's in front of me and be so like so not self-centered and so not looking at myself and how I look and how I sound and how I feel and if I'm saying the right things and such a good listener. Like I, I, I've learned how to be a great listener just by having more clients, but I think the future, future self of Kat is just incredibly naturally um, aware of what people are saying and really, really, really great listener and someone who could just learn to, to be present in all the moments, like not even just with people or with clients, but like be present in my life. Like I just want to be present in the moment always. And I feel like the, the future badass version of myself, Kat, 
um, who's much more experienced. I really believe she's going to be so good at living in the moment and so good at being super present with the people that are in front of her. Ooh, being present with your, the person in front of you. Um, I think one more thought I had in response to what you just said was, yeah. I think for me, what being, what my best version coach of myself would look like is, I think it's very similar to what you said, but I think it's also releasing any judgment or any assumptions I might have about my clients or whoever's in front of me. Because I think a lot of times, a lot of um, new coaches, I guess you can say, whether it's on a sales call or a client call, they just have a lot of, I guess, not clean thoughts, you could say, right? They have a lot of thoughts about their clients and that's why they're, they might sound petty or they may say something snarky to their client or the person on the other end or on a sales call it might sound like kind of desperate energy. Like it, it comes up in many different forms, but I think what one thing that I'm increasingly working on and I think I'm getting better with each call every single day, just being doing a lot of self-coaching is just coming into the call, whoever it is, whether it's a sales call, a client call, whatever it is, clean. And that is really important. Having that clean mental slate and not having any assumptions, not having any judgment and just similar to you, just being present. Yeah. What are your thoughts on Absolutely. Absolutely. What's funny is literally today I recorded an episode for my podcast called um, Judging Your Clients. Like literally. Um, I had a client who has had uh, back-to-back success. They had their first, I forget how many clients, but they had their first 7K month, which was beautiful. Um, but I remember we had a conversation about one one specific prospect or lead that they had a conversation with. And they just had all these judgments about how this person was the wrong person. And I'm like, hold on. First of all, like clean up those thoughts. Like let's not start judging this person, acting like you know anything about their life. You don't know about their life. So like stay the hell out of it. Like that's just the truth. And the second thought is like, let's take a moment to be super aware of like how you're reacting when something is triggering to you. Like like let's look at your thoughts. Like it's not about them. It's about you. Um, so I, I'm so glad you brought that up. And that's totally in line with what I was saying. Like for me, I, I, I was like, I really want to learn to be so present and so like in tune with the person in front of me and not make it about me. It's the same kind of thing. It's like the, the best coaches are so good at leaving their own thoughts out of it and are so good at just being incredibly aware and present of the person in front of them without letting their own drama um, get in the way. So like, I love that you brought that up, Cheryl. Yeah. And just to bounce back and forth on that just a little bit more, I think, you know, the reason why to anyone who's a little confused about what like cleaning up your mind means or why it's important, it's because when you have judgment or assumptions about the other person on the call, you don't, you don't, take the time to really listen. That's first and foremost. You don't listen. And as a result of not listening, you don't actually understand what their problem is. What is the underlying root cause of why they're so stuck at where they are in their life, business, career, um, health, whatever niche you're in. And you don't, you don't pay attention because you're not even listening. You're so worried about, oh my gosh, am I going to close a sale? Are they, are they not going to, do they not want to work with me? Like you have so many assumptions. You're just spinning on your own head. You don't pay attention. So that's why it's really important to come into the call clean, whether it's a client call, sales call, any call and just be present and just listen and be able to diagnose what's going on clearly. Absolutely. And when you do that, 
you show up different as a coach. Like you really, really do. And I've, I've definitely had to learn and practice this over and over again, that like, I need time before my calls so I can really show up for this person and come with a very, very clean, clean mind and come just ready to listen and come ready to like be a coach and to be there for them and to always think of their best, best interest before of like, oh, how can I help them? How can I do this? Like not making it about us. So, ah, I love all of this. This is, yeah, I love this. (laughs) Yeah. And I think one, one, one more final thing is I feel like just sensing from your energy on, on your podcast and on your Instagram stories. One thing I can kind of feel coming from you is that you're really good at is holding that belief for the other person. I know this is a, bit, is a bit of a tangent, but I think one thing that I can sense from you is that when you're presented with the client or whoever it is, I feel like you're someone who can really hold that belief that it is possible for them because I'm, I can definitely sense it from your content. What are, do you, do you think, do you agree? Am I putting words in your mouth? What are your thoughts? No, that is like exactly who I am. Like I really, really, I have these strong beliefs and thoughts for my clients so much so that like, Many of my clients are like, I feel like, like if I believe it and you believe it, it's like, it has to manifest, like it has to work. And it's true. I just, I had a coaching call before this conversation and I was literally in tears. And I was like, I was telling her, like, I see it for you. I see what's possible. Like, I want you to know, like what you are dreaming of, the goal that you have, like, I see it so clearly. And I do like that belief is so strong for me. And here's the thing. I'll be honest. I got to work on that. Like I have to constantly work on that belief because when my own thoughts and judgments do come up, I have to handle that, especially before calls because, and here's why, because I've done it the wrong way and I haven't cleaned up those calls and I've had to learn. And that's why this year is dedicated to becoming a good coach because I've learned and I've shown up in a way that I'm not proud of. And because of that, I now know how important it is for me to clean up those thoughts. So I had to like actually learn and do it wrong. So I think since you mentioned seeing what's possible for your clients, I'm very curious to know, Kat, what do you see is possible for you in the next 12 months, three years? What do you, what do you see is possible for you? So I really believe I'm going to make a million dollars next year in 2021. Oh my gosh. I love that. (laughs) Like I, I just believe it. I feel like it's inevitable. And uh, here's the thing, just because I believe that doesn't mean it's, you know, doesn't mean it's going to happen. And I'm fine if it doesn't, I don't care if I do the same amount as that. Like here, I believe it, but I just believe it. I really just believe it. (laughs) I like honestly believe that I'm going to do a million dollars in 20. 22, not 2021, 2022. I think this year is a test year. We'll see how it goes. It's going really well. I, I literally in a notebook, I have that I'm going to make hundred K the first five months of the year. I don't know why I said that, but I think there's a possibility. Um, this month I've done 28 K, which is insane. Oh, here's the thing. I want to be clear. This is all one on ones. I don't do anything else. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just really believe I'm going to do a million in 2022. And I think this year I have a goal of one 
198K. That's a stretch goal. My actual goal was 136. Um, yeah, that's what I believe. I, I haven't thought about past 2022. Um, but I have, I'm really starting to, I mean, I don't even want to say I'm starting to believe that. Like, I'm really confident that if I put in the work, if I invest in myself and my business heavily, I believe it's very possible. I love that. And I feel like I said the word, I love that, like the entire call, the the entire (laughs) conversation. But if I were to just finish off one final question, I want to ask, what is that one thought that will lead you to that million dollar year next year? What do you think is the thought for you? I know we're planning ahead, but I'm very curious to know. I'm looking at my thought wall. (laughs) Um, I have one too. It's in a Google Doc though. It's like a thought, like a list of 30 thoughts, I think. (laughs) I have a whole bunch of post-its. I share them with my clients. Like we just borrow thoughts all day. Um, I don't, God, that's such a good question. I think the thought that keeps coming to me, even when I have my worst months. And when I say my worst months, I mean the months where I'm very in my head and the months and times and weeks where I'm really, I, you know, I feel like things aren't working and I feel like things will not go my way. (sighs) The thought that is coming up is I trust myself. Okay. So I actually want to read this to you. I, I read, I read my journal to my clients all the time, like just so they know like the truth. So I think the thought that's going to get me to where I want to be is I trust myself. And that was inspired by this journal entry where I, I wrote to myself or I wrote to God. Um, I trust myself with a lot of money. I trust myself with opportunities. I trust myself to make hard decisions. And I think that's going to get me there. I think that's going to get me there. Wow. That is that is an incredible thought, first and foremost. But second of all, I think, you know, regardless of what happens, just having that self-trust is going to change your life. You're going to blow your own mind next year, this year, the years after that, just by having that thought alone, things are going to happen. And I know a lot of people who are listening to this are going to think like, oh, it's just a thought. It's just like a sentence in your notebook. Like, how is that going to change anything? But I think to that, I'll say, if, but if you're, you don't even believe in what you're doing, how do you expect it to manifest? Right? Like, if you don't even have that self trust and self belief, how do you expect to show up with that full belief and full conviction? And then how are other people going to sense that from you? So it's all like a little, like a little flow chart or a little cycle that happens. And it all stems from your thought and your belief. Absolutely. Can I read one more journal entry? Please, please. This journal entry is from August of last year when I was in the thick of it. I had only brought in a thousand dollars in like four months. I felt like I wanted to give up. I wasn't sure. And I was also in a place where I was deciding whether to leave my six figure job. And I've shared this with my clients because I want them to know, like, I understand what it feels like to feel like nothing's going to work. So I'll read it to you really quickly. It says, I'm, I am afraid I won't be able to do it to build a successful, profitable and impactful business. If I really walk away from this generous salary, I'm worried I'll never get it back. I'm scared. I will prove everyone right and fail. Like y'all, this is the, these are the feelings and thoughts we have. Like 
going through the tough, tough self-doubt, the, 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 I'm not sure if this is going to work out. I'm not sure if I made for this. I'm not sure if I can, if I'm, if this is possible for me going through those feelings and thoughts and all of that drama, I believe it's a prerequisite. Like it's, it's what you have to learn how to handle because when you start seeing success, when you start seeing 5k months consistently, when you start seeing 10k months consistently, consistently, you're still going to have thoughts that aren't going to serve you. But what's going to keep you going is trusting that you can manage them and trusting that you, you've done it before and you can do it again. And that's who you are now. Um, so anyways, I just, I just wanted to share, share that. Thank you. And the favorite thing about what you just said, or my favorite thing about what you just said was it's who you are now. It's that identity piece, that self-belief and self-trust piece that honestly, it, it's like if your business collapses, just theoretically, social media goes down the next day, right? Do you have that self-belief and self-trust in yourself to create it once again, right? Because no one can take that self-belief and self-trust away from you. People can take social media away from you, like someone might hack into your account. But that self-trust and self-belief, that is yours. And that's your, yours to create and think. You can decide to think it. So I, that's really powerful. Anyways, Kat, I think this is a very powerful way to end up the conversation. I don't know if you can hear my cat snoring in the background, but my cat's snoring really, really loudly beside me. So <laughs> I think it's a sign I for us to start it. wrapping up the episode. <laughs> well, anyways, Kat, thank you. First of all, thank you so much for being here and for sharing so much of your, your golden nuggets of wisdom and for sharing some of your thoughts and beliefs. They were powerful. Well, I guess the final, final question is where can people find you and how can people work with you? Yeah. So you can find me. I mainly hang out on Instagram at Kat Del Carmen, C-A-T-D-E-L-C-A-R-M-E-N. I also have a website that's super simple because everything in my life is simple. And right now I work with folks one-on-one for six months long. And that's the only way I, that's my only offer right now. Um, I will be growing and changing things in probably late later half of the year. But yeah, that's, that's it. Thank you so much for having me. I adore you. I'm such a fan of yours. I, I just love the way you show up. I love the way you show up. And I think, I think you're just such an example for people who aren't like naturally like like I'm a, I'm an extrovert. I'm like spirit fingers. Like that's who I like naturally am, but I really love watching your content because you are who you are and you still are like sucker punch us with the truth. And it's just super inspiring and I love it. So I just want you to know that too. Thank you. And I think it goes both ways, right? I think you and I are both really living in our own truths and we show up in the way that we believe like we show up in the way that we are and we believe in what we say and that's why that's why it works for us so i, I really exactly. like that you mentioned that well anyways kat thank you so much for being here and to anyone who's listening to this episode right now thank you for being here as well and i'll see you in the next one
All right, y'all, that is it for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as I did recording it. Cheryl is amazing. Go make sure to check out the Side Hustle Club podcast. You can also find Cheryl on Instagram. Thank you again for listening. Remember that your thoughts create your reality. So make sure to do that mindset work. Make sure to resonate on the thoughts that are serving you. That is what has helped me grow my business. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and week. I send you a big old hug. Love y'all. See you next time. Bye.